Aaron and Paul. I'm Aaron. This is Paul. And I am surprised, Aaron. How so? I'm surprised that you introduced it as Funny Books with Aaron and Polly because this is probably one of your few opportunities to introduce Star Trek with Aaron and Polly. Oh, oh, it's probably, you know, I could have done a whole Captain's Log kind of thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Too late now. I'm in the moment. Well, it's, well, well, I, you know, it could be Star Trek Discovery with Aaron and Polly. It, It probably should be. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Moment ruined. Yeah, well, that's what we do here. Yeah. Wasted moments. So, that's right. So Paul and I, uh, we're recording this the Monday after uh, Star Trek Discovery premiered. Uh, he and I have both watched the first hour of Star Trek Discovery. Neither of us have watched the second hour. And we thought we would uh, record this real quick and uh, get it out into the world so that, uh, you know, know, as you're you're kind of, you know, coming off of of having seen that episode, you can listen to what Paul and I thought about it because we know that's critically important to you. More importantly, we wanted to get together on the mics and not only share our opinion, but I'll have an open dialogue with you guys so that you guys can tell us what you thought of the episode. Uh, first episode premiered on CBS and, you know, going forward will be on CBS All Access, which brings me to my first question, my first point that I wanted to talk to you about, Aaron. You yes. subscribe to CBS All Access. I do. I do. I, uh, I, I am a subscriber, as we mentioned uh, uh, on, on our last episode of Funny Books. Uh, we have been a subscriber, subscribing family since uh, the Good Fight premiered on CBS All Access earlier in the year. And you are of the six dollar variety or ten dollar variety? Six dollar variety, so we get the ads. Okay, you know, um, so for anyone who who has been living in a cave, or I, I shouldn't say living in a cave, anyone in the U.S. Um, you know, Star Trek right. Discovery is only available the, via the CBS All Access app. It's six dollars a month, um, and you know, I, I think the question that a lot of fans went in on, and actually, uh, well, let me start that. The question a lot of fans went in on is: Is it worth six dollars a month for this one show? Um, first of all, and second of all, um, you know, the will I sign up? based on this first episode and just to start off i will say that uh, cbs has reported that record numbers have signed up for uh their cbs all access after the premiere of the first episode um now that being said i want to clarify that there is a free week involved um in that in that cbs all access uh sign up so um it could be uh that fans are just signing up to see the second part of the premiere well, and I did see that they're offering like twenty percent off, uh, you know, depending on which package you buy. So oh, okay. uh, they're they're you know CBS is offering a sale right now, but you know I, you know they, they said you know we had record numbers of subscribers yesterday. However, they didn't release any numbers, and they've never released any numbers before, right? So that you know when because the only other original programming they've had to CBS All Access that I'm aware of is The Good Fight, which is the sequel to the good wife another show on cbs and you know they never release numbers relating to that um my perception is that there are darn few cbs all access subscribers because there's just almost nothing out there to watch other than a bunch of uh, 
you know, as I said <laughs> just a few days ago, you know, a bunch of Survivor and NCIS and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, of course, you got Big Bang Theory, but you can watch Big Bang Theory on umpteen different channels right now. Uh, so, you know, this is I think this is the first real draw that CBS has had to their streaming platform. Yeah, you know, I um, so I downloaded the CBS app tonight. Just, oh, did you? I, no, did I downloaded you? the app. I have not purchased anything. I have not subscribed to anything. <laughs> um, and, and, I, and I will tell you my plan, first of all. I downloaded the app because I wanted to see what was on it. And I will say, uh, it has a good amount of programming on it that I actually would be interested in. Um, it's got Hawaii Five O, which is a show I quite enjoy. It's got all of the Twilight Zones, um, at least you know the original Twilight Zone. I should clarify, not the the reboot. Um, it's got every Star Trek series, including the animated series. Um, it's got a number of shows. If you are a Frasier fan, I think it had no, not Frasier. Um, maybe Frasier. It had like surprising shows on there, and like two hundred and something episodes of ever of of a lot of these shows. Um, it's got Elementary on it, which is a show I've always been interested in. So it does have a couple of things. Um, however, it is still very limited. There's maybe, I don't know, I'm going to throw a number out there, but it's probably wrong. 60 TV shows out there um, and, and like mm-hmm. a dozen movies. So for $6 a month, extremely limited um, as, as well, far and, as variety, I should say. Right. And that's why I, what I find so surprising about it is because... You know, CBS has been around for decades and decades and decades. I don't understand why there's not better choices out there. I understand they're only going to be selecting from those things that CBS owns. I just don't understand why the the choice is so limited. Uh, Now, that said, you know, you say it's got the entire book of Star Trek episodes. Yes, it absolutely does. So does Netflix. So does Amazon Prime. Um, I believe Hawaii Five-0 is available on one of those two other platforms, as is Elementary. Um, I could be wrong. I, neither one of those shows are, are ones I've looked for, but I seem to recall seeing them out there. You know what's surprising um, to me? And I don't mean to cut you off. Um, and, and, and I say this just I, keep in mind, I looked at it briefly, um, but it, it occurs to me now, no Big Bang Theory. No, Big Bang's on there. Oh, is it? Okay. Or okay. at least, it, or at least it was. Again, I I've only been in there to, to watch a couple of things because there's just not a lot there. Unlike where I spend most of my time, which is either Amazon Prime or Netflix, there's tons of stuff out there. Yeah. Um, so so you know, there's just hasn't been much there to to draw my interest on a regular basis. Plus, I don't like the interface. You know, I have to Google uh, Chromecast it to my TV, and I don't like how the the uh, the iPad or iPhone works as a remote versus using my regular remote. So, you know, right there, I've I've got a barrier to entry because I just don't like how I interact with the television. Yeah. See, I I downloaded the Xbox one and PlayStation Four. both have apps, uh, the the CBS app. So, and and if you have an Apple TV Uh, or something like that, you can probably uh, just download the app as well. Um, so as far as not, not including Star Trek Discovery, if someone were to say, hey, this is what we have, is it worth $6 a month? From oh, my personal that. opinion, I would say absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, absolutely not. Now, I, now, but you know who it might be? And, and I know this sounds, oh, sorry. Uh, I know it sounds crazy to say this, but you know who it might be worthwhile to is somebody like Tim who enjoys his football. Because all the NFL stuff that, that CBS runs is there that's true it does include live cbs so if you do not have 
uh, cable of any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, you just have internet. You could pay the $6 for the CBS a month and at least see the CBS aired games uh, on live TV. Right. It, 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 it is turning into a society um, of basically piecemeal TV, uh, you know, where you, you pay by the channel. But I still think th- yeah. $6 is a bit much um, for the for the package they're but, offering you know, I, right now. Yeah, I got to say, I think that if uh, if the only thing that you're interested in is uh, Star Trek Discovery in terms of, of uh, CBS All Access, I don't know that that's the route I would go. I think I'd buy it episode by episode on Amazon. Yeah, which I don't I don't you know. know. Is that for sale that way? Will it be for sale on on the Apple Store? Um, I good know question. That Hulu has done that. I, I'm going to look right now. Yeah, that's I a very good question. Know. Well, while you look that up, I guess I yes. we can you know I, I can do a brief introduction to actually talk about Star Trek Discovery. So the the first of the two part premiere aired this Sunday, this past Sunday on CBS. Um, it is uh, very much ends in a cliffhanger. Uh, but the second episode is already available on CBS All Access. New episodes will premiere every Wednesday. Um, however, just like a regular TV show, uh, they will take a brief hiatus in the middle of the season and come back in January or sometime in 2018. Um, you know, with a, with a winter or spring premiere and and finish out the the first season. I don't know off the top of my head how many episodes are in the first season. However, I do know it is not a full 22 episodes. I believe it's uh, 13. Okay, so it'll be 13 episodes uh, split amongst, uh, you know, this year and, and the next, which brings me to, uh, uh, you know, um, the point I'm trying to make in regards to CBL access, CBS All Access is that you will likely, to see this show as it premieres, um, it's $6 a month, you will likely have to pay for the next two, three months, and then you know um, to another two three months into um, into 2018. So it's it's gonna run you a good 30 to 40 bucks uh, to to see yeah. the show. Um, now it is likely much like Netflix, it won't premiere on Blu-ray right away. Um, you know that kind of eliminates the point well, of trying to sell this service. Well, and it does look like they uh, they mean business when they say exclusively on CBS All Access in the U.S. because it is not available to purchase per episode on Amazon. Wow. Okay. So you know yeah. the, the the question is um, is is having watched the premiere, and and we'll get to the to, we will answer this question at the end. Uh, while I will answer this question at the end, having watched the premiere and as someone who is not subscribed to CBL, CBS All Access, is this show good enough? Is is the, 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 the ground that was set up in this premiere good enough for me to be willing to fork out the $6 a month um, now to watch the show as it premieres weekly? Or am I going to wait until all 13 episodes are released, pay $6 for one month of it? binge watch the show um, because I, I, I can wait until the, until the season is over and then just cancel my subscription, um, which I, I, I feel like a lot of folks will do or they'll just torrent it because apparently it's already getting torrented the hell out of. Um, <laughs> so, Aaron, Star Trek Discovery, you are much more of a Star Trek fan than I am. And I, I am comfortable admitting that because as much as I love Star Trek, I don't always, I, I'm not familiar with all of the intricacies of it, the books, the the history and things like that, that you are, um, you know, I know for fans, there were a lot of call outs to established histories and storylines in Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery, go. 
so you know i loves me some star trek as you said i am i am a uh I am far more a Star Trek guy than a Star Wars guy. I loves me some Star Trek. I was, I, I was, when I heard them announce this show and they talked about who was, who was creating it, who was writing on it, I was super excited, became less excited, uh, when the show kept getting delayed, when Brian Fuller was pushed out, out of the, uh, out of, uh, out a showrunner. Um, I was less happy when they started releasing images from the show, particularly when they released the image of the Klingons. But I seemed to get past that, and I went into into last night very excited, Paul. I was very excited, and boy, it was a rough pilot. <laughs> it was a it was a, a rough first episode for a lot of reasons for me. Okay. Um, it it uh, number one, I I cannot abide what it looks like. The way it's shot, the Dutch angles, the very J.J. Abrams uh, lens flares, um, you know, some of the some of those choices were just jarring to me, uh, but no choice more jarring than to create new makeup and a new look for the Klingons. Um, and, you know, I've I, I shared that I had concerns about that and I thought I was past it. But boy, they applied so much, so much orthodontia to the Klingon makeup that you could, the actors were struggling to speak their Klingon lines. Um, it, <laughs> it just sounded like they just had their, a mouth full of marbles as they're, as they're, they're speak, speaking in Klingonese. Um, I, I really had a problem with that and it kept taking me out of the moment. I was having a hard time following the action because I was spending so much time going, I wish he'd just open up his mouth and talk. Um, that annoyed me. I the costumes were just a bit much. the The designs of the ships didn't did not look enough to me like the designs of Klingon ships that we see ten years later in Star Trek: The Original Series. Um, beyond that, I would think that you would make a point as as a show writer and producer on the show to create characters that are likable. Um, I didn't like any of the Starfleet characters. Um, I didn't like the captain whose name I, Giorgio, I, I don't recall her name. Um, the one played I, by Michelle Yeoh. Yes. You know, from Crouching Hidden Tiger Dragon. Yes. Um, I like that actress an awful lot, but she had no charisma in this role, despite the fact when she was trying to deliver lines that were written to be charming and humorous, she, she didn't pull them off. I think there is absolutely zero chemistry between uh michelle yo and uh, oh god sonequa god i'm sorry I'm, i can't remember her name but the woman that plays michael burnham um mm-hmm. there's like no chemistry between those two characters and there is a big turn at the end of the first episode that you would think that they would they would create a scenario where i like that character a whole lot more than i do in order to make that turn more dramatic. The turn's dramatic, don't get me wrong, but it just seems it seems like it should have had more emotional weight. Um the character that uh that your friend plays on the show, um Doug Jones. A friend yeah, of Jones. IOM, I, I Doug knew that. Jones. That's right. That's right. Um I, <laughs> you would think that, you know, he's in Starfleet, he's out on the edge of the final frontier that he wouldn't be quite so cowardly. Um, and I appreciate that, that the, that the, his race of people are, you know, prey animals on, on the world that, 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 that they evolved on. 
but and, and so I get that he's kind of a Pearson's puppeteer from Larry Niven's uh, known universe stories. But you would think that he would be on the deck of the on the deck of a, of a Federation starship. Not quite so. God, we've got to get out of here. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are almost elements of of the Orville about some of the conversation on the bridge. And speaking of the bridge, it's way too big. It is the 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 space between the stations. There's a scene where Michael, the character Michael Burnham, walks from one station to the other, and it's like she's doing a runway walk because it's so there's so much distance between the two stations. There is the technology in the show irritates me. I'm just running down a list here, Paul. <laughs> the technology in the show irritates me. There is all of this light being blasted from the Klingon ships as sort of a communications beacon, and they can't drown it all out. Well, I mean, you're traveling in interstellar space. I'm certain that you probably need to be able to shield yourself from, you know, I don't know, a supernova, a sun, what have you. But they can't shield it out. They're all being half blinded. They can't, you know, close the blinds. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, let's talk I, about a couple. I'm going to pause you. I'm going to pause you on a couple of things because I, I, okay. there's a couple of okay. things you mentioned that I do want to reference before we go too far from these points, um, which is one, you mentioned the three main characters. Um, you know that 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 are introduced in this episode, which are you know the 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 number one, the captain played by Michelle Yeoh, right. and Doug Jones's science officer. Now, if as as I as I left the episode, I realized that they are literally the only characters in the show. <laughs> um, right. There are other yeah. people on the bridge. Those three are the only characters in the show, and it occurs to me that that's partially, probably intentional, as th- this is they are on the USS Shinjo. Or whatever I believe that's the name of the ship, which um, yeah, Shin, you know, is not yeah. Shinjo, which is not the Discovery. So I would imagine that we will get to the USS Discovery and Jason Isaac's captain character at some point, either in the second episode or the third episode. And this is probably set up for that, and that's why we're not getting too attached to some of these characters. Um, you know, I, I know number one. I, I, and the science officer will, in fact, be continuing. Michelle Yeoh, I don't know. It says special guest stars, so I'm imagining she may not make it out of the second episode, <laughs> um, right? Or, or perhaps she'll just transfer. You know, she, perhaps she'll just transfer uh, her number one to a different ship. But um, you know, regardless, uh, literally no attention paid to anyone other than the three main characters at all. Um, hey, and you know, in reference no to the technology, between any of them. Yeah, and no chemistry between any of them. And uh, in, in reference to the um, the technology, uh, you know, I, I I agree with your points as far as the filming. I thought it, while I while I enjoyed the JJ films, um, I, I felt like uh, you know this had the same issues that we couldn't were concerned about in regards to the trailer, which is that it's not J it's not fully JJ, it's not fully original universe. It's somewhere in between, and it doesn't seem to know exactly which way it wants to be. Which brings me to uh, my concern about the technology, uh, you know, mm-hmm. since you referenced it, which is that uh, I, I, I here's the thing. I get it. It's 2017. It's been 60 damn years or 50 damn years. I get it. It's it's OK. It's OK in my heart for things to look more futuristic in a, in a Star Trek show produced now than a Star Trek show produced in the 50 years ago. I'm okay with it. I'm okay if the phasers look a little fancier. I'm okay if the ships look a little more intricate. What I'm not okay with is the goddamn holograms that they use to communicate with each other yeah. because that has never been established even in the JJ universe. That is a technology 
far surpassed any Star Trek um, that that has happened. You know, the, you know that, that that they are so advanced that they have holograms that can literally see the room around them. Um, I, I right. felt like that was well, that, you know, that was the, the, the that was a moment for me. They that had was introduced too, that kind of technology. Yeah, I'm sorry, Paul. Yeah, and they had no, introduced no, that kind of technology in Deep Space Nine, and you know, and I'm and I'm I'm fi- was fine with it in Deep Space Nine, less so here. Did they have it you know, in Deep I mean, Space Nine? I don't recall that. It, it was an episode where uh, uh, Cisco was chasing the Maquis, and so he's talking back to Starfleet, and uh, Eric Pierpont was the uh, admiral that he was talking to. And okay. you know, so they, okay. they had this little hologram on the bridge, but really it was just Eric Pierpont on the bridge. They didn't do any like hologram effects. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it was like he was on the holodeck or something. But, you know, it just it's annoying, Paul. <laughs> I don't know why that one specifically me, got me, but it got me. Well, I just you know, you tell me that you're going to do something within continuity. You're going to you're going to you know, be respectful of the continuity. You're going to hire people to be continuity advisors, and then that kind of thing happens. And I don't, I truly don't understand the choices on the designs for characters such as the Klingons, uh, the props that the Klingons use, the costumes the Klingons wore. Or the uh, the uh, choices around around the starship, other than hey, we can make this look really cool. Hey, and there's also but the Vulcan I, learning pods, I th- I th- which I th- have not been established anywhere in the original timeline. But completely agree, Com- <laughs> completely agree, and that that bugged me as well. And and thank you for bringing that up because you know when you have an actor such as Mark Leonard who played Sarek in the original series and in the original series Star Trek movies. I think you owe it to bring an actor in who has similar gravitas. Um, And let me tell you, the actor that they've got playing Sarek looks like he's playing dress up as a Vulcan. (laughs) I mean, he, there is, there is nothing serious about this guy at all. There is nothing weighty about him at all. Um, Whereas, you know, say what you will about the the JJ movies, I do feel that uh, uh, the actor who plays Spock, you know, uh, you know, portraying the Leonard Nimoy role, does a uh, Quinto uh, Zachary Quinto Zachary. What's his name? Zachary Quinto. Uh, Zachary Quinto does an admirable job and 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 portrays it well. And the guy who plays his father, and I will not remember the actor's name who plays Sarek in the movies, but he does a very you know, a yeoman's job of playing that role, right? Of, of you know, playing that, that Mark Leonard role. But this guy was a joke. I mean, I just, I was disgusted by his performance. I, I, you and, know, you know I, I he, think he was the in the show for such a short bit of time. It didn't hit me. It didn't strike me. Ben Cross plays the, plays Sarek in the, in the Kelvin verse. Um, you know, it, for some reason, yes. Sarek didn't strike me. And again, I think it's just because he was in the show for such a short amount of time and he was a, a hologram. Um, well, I guess he was in a flashback sequence as well. But um, right. Yeah, I, 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 I uh, it goes back to my point of outside of the three characters. No, every everything else just felt inconsequential. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was bummed uh, by this show. I I uh, I. I I did not enjoy it. And, you know, what I started doing, Paul, is I started thinking, okay, well, where does this fall in line with all of the other Star Trek pilots? You know, from the the original series to Next Generation to Deep Space Nine to Voyager to Enterprise, where does it fall in? And in my opinion, Paul, it's dead dog last. Really? I I would disagree. I think every other pilot (laughs) – 
I think every other pilot. Well, you know, I, I started thinking because I, I, you know, up till now I, I have maintained that encounter at Farpoint was the worst of the pilots. Um, but that said, I, at least I walked out of Encounter at Farpoint excited that Star Trek was back on the air, and I wanted to know more about this Captain Picard guy. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. There wasn't anything in this that that made me excited and say, oh, I can't wait to see how this turns out. I can't wait to learn more about these characters. Because like I said, I didn't like any of these guys. You know, it's funny. So I, 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 I agree with many of your points. But I will say from an overall standpoint, I thought the episode was well produced. You could tell there's a budget oh. behind it. I feel uh-huh. like... Even though I disagreed with a number of the choices um, in, in regards to the technology, and I'm not even going to go into the whole jetpack um, in space uh, <laughs> thing, um, you know, it, it's definitely stuck somewhere between Kelvin Universe and original timeline, and it, it is, it definitely feels like a mixture of the two, which unfortunately will not satisfy audiences of either. Um, I found that there was enough of an intriguing element and perhaps it's just because I love Star Trek and just because, um, you know, it, it, it is, it is Star Trek and I want to see more, um, that I, I am intrigued enough to, um, get the, the free trial of, uh, CBS all access, but I will wait until Wednesday or Thursday. That way I can watch the second and third episodes within my free trial. Um, because I, I just, the, 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 the strength of the first episode, I will say that the, is is the dick move they made and that they ended it on an actual interesting cliffhanger. Um, you know, the the, the, the Klingon interaction, I'm, I'm interested in what's coming next. Um, however, I will say that, you know, Aaron mentions the turn at the end of the episode. And if, you, and you're, if you're listening to this, it's because you've seen the episode. Um, I feel like um, a character who is, uh, even a human, who is raised by Sarek... Um, would probably not Vulcan nerve pinch her captain and commit mutiny. Um, I, I, right. I feel like that is not something that someone who is raised by Sarek would do. Uh, and so when it happens in the show, I'm like, what is going on? That is so not the character that we have established up to this point. Um, right. You know, that, that I, I, I could see that out of the Kelvin Universe Kirk. And that was a Kelvin Universe Kirk moment. Even then, he wouldn't Vulcan nerve pinch someone who he had served with for eight years, according to the to the, you know, the beginning of this episode. Um, it, it, that, that was the, the ending felt a little too melodramatic to, for me um, to, 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 to it, it didn't feel like it was earned. No, not at all. Not at all. And. You know, I, I would I would hazard that the I, I, I will agree with you, Paul, that it is a well-produced show. You know, there is there is money on the screen. Um, I will also go as far as to say that I'll continue watching simply because so many Star Treks have started with with bad pilots, bad first episodes, and they've grown into something you know that I love. I mean, uh, Deep Space Nine, with the exception of of its cold open, uh, the the first episode of it, I, I left me with nothing. But that grew into my favorite Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I I am hopeful that they realize they don't need the lens flares. I am hopeful that the Klingon thing will start making some sense to me. I am just saying that I'm grossly disappointed by the first episode. Yeah, I, uh, I I am with you on that. Um, I, I 
So, I know this is a Star Trek Discovery show, but I want to briefly mention that I have caught up on the <laughs> Orville. Ah, yeah. I have now seen I've all- only seen the first episode of that. Which is a shame, because I feel like the Orville has gotten better and better over the three episodes, um, with the third episode mm-hmm. being a true standout. Um, and uh, And for those of you who grew up with you know, either the original Star Trek or Star Trek Next Generation. Um, it is a topical episode related to modern times. Um, it is well written. It is well acted. It is thought provoking and emotional. And it is everything that you want from a Star Trek episode. Um, now, don't get me wrong. It's not perfect. Seth MacFarlane still manages to throw in some bad one liners that just like, oh, come on, man. Just let the show be natural. Um, but that third episode of the Orville, Aaron, I, 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 I can't recommend it enough. I think it is a fantastic episode and it, it is deserving of, of a place amongst the, the, the Star Trek, uh, Star Trek fandom. So I, I feel like the Orville for me at this point, very heavily, uh, a Star Trek next generation influence. And it feels more Star Trek than the, the, the first episode of discovery did. Well, and I will say, you know, we are certainly living in some interesting times right now. (laughs) And I think we probably need Star Trek now than we've needed it probably in the last 30, 40 years. And I am right now I am questioning whether or not this incarnation of Star Trek is up to the task of making the social commentary that the original series did back in the 60s. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that my my concerns are 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 uh, salved that that I am proven wrong uh, that everything's going to be okay and that, and that we will have a Star Trek that we can all be proud of and happy with uh, but boy it was a rough first hour it was I will agree with that um, you know which is a it's it's a bummer that it wasn't just a home run for me um, you know I, I I agree that I I feel like we're going to get a Star Trek show that is more an action show. Um, you know, basically a yeah. uh, an either an NCIS or some type of, you know, sometimes we're going to get a CBS show like a modern day CBS show, like an NCIS or something like that. That's not necessarily topical. We're going to get Hawaii Five O, um, you know, but ultimately in space. Right. Um, you know, I, I feel like we're we're not going to see uh, perhaps, uh, and I I, I I could be wrong, but based on the first episode, I and and this is not you know. Th- it's it's judgment based on one hour of a 13 hour show. Uh, I, I'm getting the impression that it's not going to be the, the topical, you know, mirror image of today through a science fiction lens that other shows uh, that other Star Trek shows have been. Yeah. No, that's and my fear as well. Yeah. Cause even the first episodes, even the pilots of some of the other shows, uh, maybe not necessarily enterprise, um, you know, uh, have, have incorporated you know, that element. Yeah. I mean, you know, Sadly, I mean, Enterprise is my least favorite Star Trek incarnation, but I think it's got one of the best uh, pilots. I think uh, it is Roy the best Mara pilot. A really strong. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't say it's the best pilot. I mean, you've got uh, Where No Man's Gone Before in the Cage out there as better pilots, but in my opinion, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's the best of the of the new of the new shows, you know, post nineteen sixties original series. Yeah, so I, I am going to to check back i'm going to continue on watching the next two episodes um what i would say is if you are interested in more conversation talk back on this on iomgeek.com and also uh tune into funny books because what we'll probably do unless 
I don't know, unless we get a bug up our butts and want to record one of these specific Star Trek discussions again, uh, we'll probably carry the Star Trek discussion over for future episodes into our funny book show. Yeah, and hey, uh, while you're at it, don't miss out on our very exciting Batman vs. Superman Wonder Woman Blu-ray giveaway on our Instagram page. You can find information on it on Facebook. You can find information on it on our Twitter feed and on Instagram at IOMGeek. Check it out. Cool deal. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. You, you, no, you are. Okay. Yeah, I'll take did it. You wanna clo- did you want to close the hailing? Did you want to close the hailing frequencies, Paul? Uh, yeah. Is there a noise for that? <laughs> I'm sure there is. If if we only thought enough to have it available. <laughs> well. No, wait. That's opening hailing frequencies. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. That's right. That's right. Bye. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.